Do you think you're playing football? Do you think you're playing football? Do you think you're playing football? You are showing me nothing. Flyers, Mike Sims, Walker. Hello and welcome to the 4th Down Fiasco, your go-to podcast for an in-depth exploration of all things football. Each week we dissect the highs and lows of last week's games, offering expert analysis, yes, I said expert, player insight and memorable moments. I am the Hilton Hotel hero, Jordan Pryor, (laughs) and with me are the rising stars of the podcast industry, Patrick Mahomes, head of PR, Tanner Vinsky, and the first man to receive a restraining order from Patrick Mahomes, Danny Weber. Say hello to the people, y'all. Hey, hey. Yo, yo. The rundown of today's podcast will go like this. In our first segment, we'll dive into the results from the conference championships, followed by Super Bowl predictions in the second segment. And of course, we'll round it out with more ELF announcements and some Pro Bowl talk. And as always, you can rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, share it with your friends, and follow us on social media. We are at fourth down underscore pod on Twitter and at fourth down fiasco on TikTok and Instagram. With that, it's fourth down and goal to go, fellas. My homies. Are we going to win today? Are we going to kick a field goal or go for it and fourth down twice? <laughs> Funny that you mentioned that. I was going to say that uh, uh, the Detroit Lions are the textbook definition of the fourth down fiasco. Yep. <laughs> the Chiefs <sighs> also jokes. chose to not go for Ford on fourth or to go for it on fourth too. But of course, that they won Kansas the game. City. It works. Right. Yeah. Just doesn't even matter. But <laughs> theirs was a little bit of a different situation we're talking about. Yeah, I, I was no, I, really. Uh, oh, so it, it actually was the exact same situation for a second there because it was they were up by seventeen, and they could have kicked a field goal to go up by twenty. And what was it for the Lions? They were up by twenty-one, and they could have kicked a field goal to go up by twenty-four. So it wasn't like the they're exact same, but it was kind of like. It was like, you know, you could go up by three scores for both of them, and they both chose not to. So, fair. The weirdest thing for me is I feel like Dan Campbell switched when he should have gone for the touchdown on fourth uh, at the end of the second half. I thought he should have gone for the touchdown instead of kicking the field goal. And then later on, he should have kicked the field goal instead of going for it on fourth. So, I just think that he just, he just didn't have it right. Just wasn't a good call, but it happens. Yeah. Got to respect aggression. Yeah, I, I, you gotta respect aggression to an extent. Like, I'm, so, yeah, I'm in the same boat where it's like, a lot of people nowadays they talk about field goals as a minus four rather than a plus three. You know, where people say like, oh, if you settle for a field goal, that's minus four points in the modern NFL because it's such a high-powered offense league. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean. Um. Hey, maybe that's just because I watch a football team that still practices, you know, football from the fifties, but like three points is three points. Like, and I think 
in in both of the conference championships we games we saw, I think both of the teams, the Chiefs and the Lions, who both elected not to go for it, they put themselves in a lot more favorable position. And that's not saying if they would have taken the six points that they still would have beaten San Francisco. But I definitely think it increases their percentage significantly. They lost by three. But, st- I mean, it's football, though. I mean, yeah, just well, because they lost by three and yeah. they didn't kick it twice doesn't mean they would still – they would have won by three, right? But, I mean uh, – You could argue that it's a minus four in the regular season versus certain But teams. not in the playoffs. But in the you playoffs, can't. three points, you need – A point points. is a point. And yeah. especially to go up by a third possession – like if you were up ten, it's huge. You, if you were up ten, maybe like go for it because you kick a field goal. You're still it's still two possessions no matter what. But to go yeah. for a whole another possession with only a quarter left to play, like what are the odds they get three full possessions in the fourth quarter? Yeah, I think the first the the first election to not go for the field goal was more egregious than the second one. The second yeah. one, it's kind of like, all right, the momentum has shifted. We need to get a touchdown here to really mm-hmm. bring momentum back, right? Yeah. I think that made sense. The first one, though, it's like, I mean, I, I guess you really wanted to, like, stomp on their necks and get the kill. But, like, you effectively you effectively put the game away if you go up by 17 in that position, oh, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Unless, unless something drastic happens, you put the game away at 17. And uh, I think the worst, the, the worst mistake Dan Campbell made was – running it on that third down when they had three timeouts left and they had to burn a timeout. You you have 2,000-yard rushers, and you run it with a wide receiver. Yeah. It, it, and the thing is, is it's a stupid call regardless because let's say you don't get it on third with a pass play. Run it on fourth because then it doesn't matter if you don't convert or not. You Like, you, you turn over on downs, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, then it doesn't matter if you burn the timeout or not. But, like, I... But, Running it with yeah. a wide receiver when you have two running backs that are almost twice the size of that wide receiver who are already averaging like six yards a carry during the game. What what, what what's your thought process even there? Like what's that's just yeah. What are you smoking? Crazy. <laughs> I mean that was that was my issue with you know uh, again going back to all of the fourth down situations and everything. Um, at the end of the first half, you know you're on the two yard line, and up to that point, San Francisco could not stop Detroit's mm-hmm. run game to save their life. No, and. You know, in that particular situation, you know, especially with it being still first half, I I, personally, I would be more willing to elect to go for it in that type of a situation. You know, yes, if you don't end up getting it, it sucks going into the locker room. Uh, I I do agree that generally speaking, points are points. I think in that particular situation, that is what, as Tanner would call it, a negative four. Because I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, dude, you if you just line up and play big boy football like you have been mm-hmm. the entire first half – you're going to get a score here. And, you know, I think this game even looks completely different if the score is, you know, 28 to seven instead of 24 to seven at half 28 to seven, all of a sudden something about that score just sounds like, "Mm, yeah, we got no chance. Yeah. And I I was sitting there at halftime. I was like, they're going to go for it. Like they're on the two yard line. Why wouldn't they go for it? Like they went for yeah, a two Dan point, Campbell. They went for a two point conversion at the fifteen yard line a couple weeks ago. And they <laughs> don't try to go for it at the two yard line when they can't stop anything. It's like Yeah, just some 
very odd decision making from Dan Campbell. His play calling is all backwards. And mm-hmm. end of the game, their final drive before the onside kick. Would you guys have gotten a field goal range, kicked the field goal right away, and kept a minute and a half on the clock? Or would you burn a minute and a half trying to get a touchdown when you know you're going to have to try to get a second possession anyways? Uh, the the big difference between Kent Dan Campbell and I is I wouldn't have fucking ran the ball on third down, right? <laughs> that's I mean that's the main issue. Like that's the main issue with it is I don't I don't yeah. necessarily think it matters honestly whether or not you get the touchdown or the field goal first. Yeah. You need both. Who cares which one you get first? You need three timeouts. The issue and- is, you know, they could have they got the ball like they effectively had them had to have them punt the ball because they got three stops. So if they didn't burn that timeout. They would have had 40 seconds to get down into field goal range. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're out of timeouts. But I think if you start at the 15 or 20 or hopefully the 25 in that situation, you're probably going to get into field goal range with 40 seconds on the clock. Especially you know? with how the Lions offense – well, Especially with the how they were half. cooking. But but the first half, I mean like you – then all of a sudden there's momentum, right? There's mm-hmm. momentum for you to go down the field and score and get this game into overtime. Yep. And it just didn't go down that way because they never gave themselves the chance. They had to go on the onside. And it was a great onside attempt, right? It was. Like, he kicked it perfectly. If the guy wouldn't have touched the ball and let it bounce, you know, there's a chance that he might have recovered that. Yeah, that was such mm-hmm. a weird – it was like, what was it, three, a foot and a half that he touched it yeah. really? Like, it was almost yeah. perfect. It was almost perfect. But it, I think even if there's a world where he lets it bounce and then he goes and dives on it after it bounces and then it's 10 yards away and they recover and they get a chance. Yeah. But you can't you can't put your hope down on an onside. Like mm-hmm. you can't say like we're going to put ourselves in a position to get an onside. Like you need to give yourselves the three timeouts and trust your defense is going to get that stop. Yeah. And it just felt like Dan Campbell didn't trust his guys. He didn't trust his guys to get that stop at the end of the game. He didn't trust his kicker to kick those field goals. It just – it felt terrible and it's i don't think it's entirely on dan campbell like i don't think we should say like this was the most inept like this was an inept coaching f- job and he's the no, not reason he lost no. because i mean realistically the most of the blame should come down to josh reynolds right yeah, he, I mean, he dropped yeah he dropped the first fourth and five which honestly if he caught that puts the like we were saying would put the game away because would put the game probably away yeah. scoring a touchdown at the end of that drive then, I think also a little bit goes on Gibbs too for that fumble. That was yeah. That was the worst timed fumble. It's funny. I have a I have a friend. Shout out to my boy uh, David Patino, who is a 49ers fan, who's on cloud nine right now. Um, and I was I was talking mad shit to him, you know, at halftime, and <laughs> you know, 49ers score relatively quick. Then uh, they. Um, got the stop because of the fumble and then they scored again. And it I, I just, as soon as the fumble happened, I was like, Oh no, they're going to go down the oh, field and they're no. going to score. And yeah. we're going to have a ball game, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that you just, you cannot, 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 cannot fumble in a conference championship game or a Super Bowl. You know, that is the equivalent of quarterbacks throwing picks. You just yeah. you cannot have turnovers in a game of this magnitude and expect to win, especially against a team like the 49ers. Yeah. Thankfully for Gibbs, it was only the second worst fumble of the day. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but mm. it will to keep your friend on cloud nine. I have a stat that he might really enjoy. 
every time the Niners have beat a team that has blue in their logo in the tra- championship game, they've won the Super Bowl. Oh God, no! Don't t- no, no. Yep. We're this is what we're not what a going to do. Stupid we're, we're, fucking stat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Danny has that one. Yeah, of course, Danny's got that one on lock. What was the temperature <laughs> of the games in those games that were played as well? Uh, Sixty-eight degrees and seventy-three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course he knows that too. <laughs> awesome. So this is this Happy is what we're not going to do. We're we're not going to take a clip of that and post it anywhere because David is going to just continue to talk shit. So let's Patino needs to be put at ease. That's I need the Chiefs to whoop their ass in the Super Bowl, you know? Um but here let's talk about Purdy real quick. We he stepped kinda, up after a shitty first half. But he also kind of got bailed out a little bit. The Lions well, dude yeah. dropped that interception <laughs> off his helmet. Ayuk came out of freaking nowhere. Oh, I forgot about that. The yeah. Lions play calling just kind of crapped the bed. Like, Here, here's here's what I think about the Purdy performance. Right, he's still fringe top ten. He's yeah. he's in in my head. He's in the Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott range. Right. Yeah. Where. You know, if anybody argues one or the other, I think it's really just down to what you prefer and what you want. Yeah. I I, I don't think I, – I think both there's going to be two sides of the spectrum that are going to come out really fucking hot after this game. They're going to come out to Brock Purdy's awful, and you could throw any other quarterback in that position, and they do well because he's an offensive heaven, mm-hmm. which is partially true. It is offensive heaven. Oh, yeah. And the other half of it is going to be Brock Purdy is Joe Montana. Well, so we have RG3 and Alex Smith already saying that. Yeah, exactly. And I think RG3 also, I don't want to get into an RG3 tangent, but RG3 has been annoying as hell this year. Oh, seriously. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with RG3. This year? Just this year? Yeah, this year he has a bigger platform. That's true. Just this year? Yeah, but RG3 has been terrible. It's like um, Emmanuel Acho. It's like if I see Emmanuel Acho or RG3 say in a sports opinion, I turn the TV off. I I, I can't do it. And what is it? Yeah, if I I see the tweet on my timeline, I ignore it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I have one last thing to say about this game is uh, Dan Campbell is probably the guy to hit on 18 at Blackjack. Oh, oh he definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, he now, might hit on 20. Yeah. He might think he's going to get the ace. I'm getting that ace, baby. <laughs> so, but, but before we transition over to Chiefs-Ravens, I do want to ask a very important question. Is this the worst choke job that we've seen since the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl? No, no, the Atlanta. Like well, oh, since I don't know, maybe as as far as as far as postseason, I know that there have been probably worse regular no, season choke. No, I think it's a tragic way to lose. Jacksonville sure. versus the Chargers last, or Jack, Chargers versus Jacksonville last year. Yeah, Chargers. Yeah, that Chargers was actually the worst loss. Twenty-seven okay. nothing. Yeah, twenty-seven yeah. nothing's pretty pretty tough to yeah. beat. Yeah, fair. I don't know. I just I think with the implications of this game, it weighs a little heavier in my brain. If the seating would have been fair. different, I'll let y'all have it. If the seating would have been different, like if the lines were the number one seed and choked it away, like that would have been bad. I also think that the Lions well well outdid their expectations this year. So oh, completely agree. I oh, yeah. don't really feel like it's a massive choke job for the Lions mm-hmm. just because they probably shouldn't have made it there. No, no. Whereas that Chargers Jags game, like that Chargers Jags game, 
the Chargers <laughs> had no right to lose that game. You know, yeah. Oh. I I I still think that it's a choke job, but I get what you're saying, Tanner. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I still give their season an A. You know, like oh, if, if 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 I'm gonna grade it, I'm giving them an A, not an A plus. But if they would have made the Super Bowl, I'd have given it an A plus, win or lose. Well, but well, that's like people saying that the Bucks should fire Todd Bowles for the end of his playoff game. No, the, the Bucks are no. supposed to go four and thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. the 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 Bucks had. I'd probably give them a B for their season, but we can. What we will grade people's seasons whenever we interview folks in the off season. Yeah, um, y'all see that spicy little tease hint, for hint. what we got yeah. going on in the future. Yeah. Hint, hint. But I think we can all agree that it was a massive choke job by the Lions. It yes. was. That's yeah. yes. It was, it was a bad. It was watch. a bad loss. But it's yep. it's not the worst we've seen in recent years. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, Chiefs Ravens. Battle of the I, I do just want to say I said it was going to be a defensive battle last week and y'all gave them normal, normal football scores. I believe Danny said 2724. Uh I called the defensive battle. I just You did. T- Tanner made sure that the uh on last week's pod that everybody knew he went four and zero in the uh divisional round. So I need people to know that I called this one. <laughs> hey, we all we all, all right. won our two picks this week. <laughs> Just, Did we all pick? We all yeah, pick Chiefs we all 49ers. Pick the same ones. We all nice, said good work, guys. We can't pet a bat Patty Mahomes, and we don't see the Lions doing anything, which was half right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but this is why we're experts. Yep, experts. <laughs> yep, baby. Bet the house. Expert analysis. Um, it's almost like we watch a lot of football. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, but I have a little rant about the Ravens. Ooh. Because the floor is yours, Daniel. So everyone knows. The Ravens' offense—it's based around the run, right? Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards. Um, what was his name before he got hurt in Week One? What was his name? Why can't I think of it? J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. Even Trey Flowers. Uh, say Flowers. Gets say on the Flowers. Yeah. Um, do you guys know how many run plays they had on yesterday on Sunday? So they had Eleven. eight. Six. But they six. had six by running backs. Yes. Two of the run plays were by Safe Flowers. Do you know how many were in the first drive of those eight? Four. Two. Four. They had three plays. Two, two of them were runs. They started the game with two runs, then abandoned it. They Last week, so in the uh, divisional round, they had 31 rushing attempts by running backs. Wild card, 17. Week 18, 25. The week before, 19. And the week before that, 30. How do you get to the number one seed by running the ball with your running offense and then rush the ball eight total times? Against a Kansas City defense that is 28th in the league, giving up over four and a half yards a carry, and the Ravens' offense is averaging over f- almost five yards a carry. And Gus Edwards went three for 20 for six, 6.7. Yeah. They ran the ball three times on early downs. So first or second down for a combined 17 yards. No, it, this is people are going to mostly harpen on Dan Campbell this weekend. But I think John Harbaugh had a way worse coaching ineptitude than mm. get Campbell did. Campbell, I agree with that. Campbell coached a pretty damn good game besides some pretty massive brain farts. Yeah, Harbaugh went out there and literally shit his shit his pants on the first drive. They like tried, they just co- try to copy Kansas City with the passing offense, and they're not built to pass. Lamar Jackson is not a passing quarterback. Are you saying that he's not very quarterbacky? I, I like that tweet. <laughs> I 
okay i will i've i'm i i i hate having to do this because i hate I the ravens with every fiber in my being but lamar jackson is a good passer he is, he is. fundamentally yeah. a developed good passing quarterback and i would argue that he is the second best quarterback in the nfl behind patrick mahomes and I know I would get a lot of flack from that, and I know that sounds fucking sacrilegious to stay as a Steelers fan, but he is one of the league's best talents. And if you want to put him at two, three, or four, whatever. But I think he's top five definitively. And it's because he is a damn good passer. But when you have the arguably the best passing defense and you throw the ball 37 times against them and run the ball – eight times against them what are you doing no yeah you're expecting is. them to fail yeah it is absolutely ridiculous i will say i mean aside from there definitely were a couple of times where kansas city's uh dbs should have been penalized for some stuff we're not going yeah, to get into that because yeah we we everybody knows how we feel about the refs right now but but i also think it was it, the Ravens played extremely undisciplined football mm-hmm. and deserved all the penalties they got. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, they were well, doing stupid shit left and right. Yeah, we're not yeah, no, I, I wasn't it. saying that. I, I was, I was going to say that Kansas the Chiefs were getting away defense, with more than they should have. There yeah. were a lot of well, called penalties. Aside from the uncalled penalties, Kansas City's defense looked just mean Mm -hmm. they looked nasty they just there there was a level of physicality that i was seeing from their defense that i mean i've occasionally seen it throughout the season but i mean they were hitting folks and if if kansas city's defense can play this well they're going to win it all well tanner has been saying it all year that this is the best defense patrick williams has had yeah, which is, I mean, hey, you know, if you have the greatest quarterback in the league and you say, screw it, we're not going to give you any weapons aside from Travis Kelsey, but we're going to give you the number one defense in the NFL, screw it. Okay, uh, I trust Don't. Patrick Mahomes to still win. It's almost like the Patriots did that for 20 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> give Tom Brady a bunch of average wide receivers and a great tight end. And a great defense. And a really good defense. Okay, and Wes Welker was was above average. Give what there is not a dude on Kansas City, wide receiver wise, that is on Wes Welker's level. If Same with the other short little white dude that they had in the slot. Julian Edelman. But if Rashid yes, Rice, Edelman. If, thank if you. Kansas State legend, baby. Kansas State. KSU. Oh God. Um, <laughs> if if Rashid uh, best quarterback counter, in our history. That is tr- maybe that's kind of true. Yeah. Uh, let me counter that point about Russ Welker. If Rashid Rice can continue what he did his rookie year, he will be better than Wes Welker. Yes, but but we're talking about right now. He probably had better stats than Welker ever did. Well, I I'll tell you this: the Patriots teams that had a really dominant offense didn't win. That's true. They had Randy Moss and didn't win a Super Bowl. They didn't. Defense they didn't win with Randy Moss. They didn't. It, that's the way it's been. And the thing is, is that's why the first two Super Bowls Mahomes won were so impressive because he had a bottom tier defense. So he was just playing superhuman level football. And now everybody's really pissed off watching the Chiefs this year because we're watching Tom Brady again, where Tom <laughs> Brady, I would argue all six of his Super Bowls that he won, he wasn't that great. 
No, he got he really was his kicker he, in defense he, a lot. He had he had amazing special teams and an amazing defense, so he didn't have to do much. And he that's why it sucked the watching over. the Patriots win every year because they were just such a boring team to watch, and they kept winning. And that's the difference is with Mahomes is Mahomes has actually willed his team two Super Bowl berths, and he just hasn't had to do it this year. And that's why everybody's like so like you know anti Chiefs because we're watching this shit again. We're watching a dominant defense carry a good quarterback. And then we're we're get we're just seeing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And I guarantee a lot of the quarterbacks that we all say, oh, you know, they're gonna get it. They're gonna get it one year. They're not gonna get it. They're not gonna beat the Chiefs. It's the same thing with with Brady. I mean, think about all the great quarterbacks we watched through the thousands and tens. We watched Drew Brees got one. Aaron Rodgers got one. Big Ben got two. Eli got two. Peyton <laughs> got two. Brady, and Brady got, got seven. seven. Yeah. 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 Rivers got zero. Matt Ryan got zero. Cam Stafford Newton got zero. Newton got zero. Yeah. We're going to see that th- with this. There's a good chance that we see, you know, Lamar get zero, Allen get zero, Burrow get zero. I, like, I, there's I will... a chance that we see those things happen again because the Chiefs are always going to be there. They're going to be in the championship game or they're going to be in the Super Bowl. I will and it's say, inevitable and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> Brady always had one quarterback that he w- wouldn't always beat. It would kind of go back and forth. And that was either Manning brother. If he couldn't beat the one, he could beat the other. And the only quarterback now that can beat Mahomes in the championship game because he's proved it compared to any other top five quarterback in the NFL is Burrow. So if Burrow can stay healthy and the Bengals could stay healthy, that is the only challenge the Chiefs have because Jackson cannot hold up to it. Allen has proved he can't hold up to it. The only quarterback that has beat um, Mahomes in the biggest stage is Burrow. Well, and, and, and here, there, and there here I have to – sorry, go for it, Jordan. I was just going to say there needs to be an asterisk by the the Eli Manning wins because that New York defense was so just – That goes back into Monstrous. Yeah. So there needs to be an asterisk by that. But what you got, Tanner? And again, I hate that I have to defend Josh Allen again. But Josh <laughs> Allen has played almost perfect in every matchup he's had against Mahomes. Yeah, the Bills just suck. The the team as a whole, (laughs) the only team that has currently beat Mahomes in his prime is Cincinnati. Was was Cincinnati. But the thing is, is you know, a lot of people are going to say this about the Lions, and a lot of people are going to say, "It's okay, Lions, you're going to get back there. It's going to happen." It is so hard to get back there. I Mm -hmm. I don't, and that's the thing is, like Cincinnati might get back there. But there's a reality where Cincinnati doesn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it Especially wouldn't be shocking. With the you AFC know? now, it's absurd. There's 12 teams that can fight for two spots in a championship game if all if everyone stays healthy. And and that's the thing is with the AFC, you got to go through Mahomes. And again, we might see a lot of these amazing quarterbacks never get past yeah. Mahomes. And that's, yeah. that's going to be crazy. I mean, think about the 2018 draft class. I remember us watching that in our dorm, Danny, where <laughs> oh. we – like those those quarterbacks that went – like most people were talking. It's like, oh, there's going to be four franchise quarterbacks there. There was Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson. Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones was in that draft, draft class. He wasn't? I, why do I always think he was? No. Daniel Jones was the I've same one as Dwayne. I've said that twice now. 
Yeah, Danny Jones wasn't in that one. Mason Rudolph was in that one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But those five quarterbacks all went in the first round. The only one to make a Super Bowl berth is Sam Darnold as the backup right now (laughs) for the 49ers. That's great. He's the only one of those five. And the thing is, is Baker looked like a franchise guy when he started. Lamar is a franchise guy. Allen is a franchise guy. And we don't have to talk about Rosen or Darnold. But Darnold <laughs> is the one that actually fucking got there because he's backing up. Isn't that – like – and yeah, it's that, that was 2018. Crazy. It's been five, six years since then. Yeah. What's still absurd is Lamar Jackson's only like 26 or something like that. And he's been in the league for so long because he came in at 22. He's only 26? He came in at like he came 21, in at 20. 22. Yeah, he wow, came in young. that's crazy. Like I think Bur- Burrow's older, the same age or older than Jackson. Fair um, enough. And Burrow came in and two years later. Um, but uh, to go about that, it ru- the AFC runs through Mahomes. I'm going to say Cincinnati just because I'm a Bengals fan. But this is the best chance Cincinnati has to get back to the Super Bowl because we'll have Burrow back healthy and we have a fourth place schedule. We should have had a first or second place schedule, realistically, if we stayed healthy. But for us to end up with a fourth place schedule against this AFC, against the AFC teams, is the luckiest thing we could have had happen. Well, that's what. Well, that's what I find so crazy is with Lamar not making it this year. When are we going to see Lamar make it? This was supposed to be the year. Oh yeah, they, they he had he was the only healthy quarterback besides Mahomes. Yeah, but Mahomes was healthy. So there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Mahomes is healthy. Uh, well, any any closing comments before we uh, finish up talking about uh, Chiefs Ravens? Like Tanner said last week, don't bet don't bet against Patty. Just don't. Yeah, I agree. And Taylor Swift. Well. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you, we we're gonna talk plenty about Taylor <laughs> in the next segment. Whenever we go through our Super Bowl uh, predictions, who's going to win? Right after a message from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Hair Club. Fellas, are you losing your hair? Hairline receding, maybe. In the past, we as men had limited options. We could either rock the grandpa hairline, shave it, or resort to a very obvious-looking toupee. Well, the good news is there's an option for you now. Hair Club is a hair restoration and hair replacement service with offices spanning across the United States. Hair Club is different from other hair restoration places because they use cutting-edge technology like TricoView hair and scalp analysis, utilizing micromagnification to examine hair and scalp health. This provides better diagnostics of your hair and determines solutions to stop your personal hair loss. Solutions range from EXT Extreme Hair Therapy to keep and regrow your existing hair by reactivating follicles and adding volume, Extrans Hair Systems that is color and texture matched to perfection to blend with the rest of your hair, or even hair transplant solutions for those who are further along in their hair loss. I personally use the Extrans system and have never turned back. My wife thinks I'm as sexy as ever and my confidence is at an all-time high, but I'm just a podcaster, right? Well, Hair Club has become such a renowned name that even dudes like two-time NASCAR champion Joey Logano and primetime Emmy nominee Frankie Muniz both utilize Hair Club services. 
And if you ultimately decide on a service, be sure to use the code FOURTH, that's F-O-U-R-T-H, for 10% off everything you purchase. And get this, Hair Club is currently running a promotion for the month of January, and all their services are 20% off. So you can stack those savings with the code for a total of 30% off of your final purchase. There's no better time to get your hair back than now. So fellas, boost your confidence, get that look you want, go to hairclub.com today. Are you looking for a podcast to advertise your business? Well, you're in luck. Here at the Fork Down Fiasco, we're looking for show sponsors. Whether you want to be a platinum sponsor and be mentioned at the beginning and end of every episode, or you just want a simple 30 or 60 second ad, we got you covered. If you're interested in having a spot on our show, you can reach us at ForkDownFiasco at gmail.com. That's ForkDownFiasco at gmail.com. We are excited to hear from you and even more excited to have you on the show. Join the Fiasco family now. And welcome back to the fourth down fiasco. Uh, so we have some Super Bowl predictions to talk about. So those of y'all who are joining in, 49ers, Chiefs, the rematch, the rematch that nobody asked for. This is like Trump versus Biden part two. Um, how are we feeling, fellas? Well, funny that you mentioned Trump versus Biden. Oh, this God. is the second. Be careful. Tread lightly. I, it will. It will. This is the okay. second time we have had a Chiefs versus 49ers Super Bowl during an election year versus Trump and Biden. Ah. Uh, the oh, last yeah. Super Bowl they competed in was wow. an election year versus Trump and Biden. So it's I remember. Happened twice. I, yeah. I remember that Super Bowl because I had to wear a mask to it. And. Uh, yeah, I also went to that Super Bowl party with a bunch of church friends, and they all got drunk, and it was the first time I had ever seen like people at the church drink ever, and so it was just really funny. Yeah, but it's odd that it's the same things happen twice. Yeah. It's like history repeats itself or something. That yeah, was the last Super Bowl we watched together, huh, Danny? Yeah. Aw, reminiscent. All right. Yeah. So what I'm hearing really is drunk. Tanner, Tanner. What I'm hearing is you just got to drive over to Colorado, hey, <laughs> and we can all meet up at Danny's. Don't tempt me with a good time. Come on, actually, well, yeah. I'll text you guys about details later. It's okay. <laughs> Tanner, I, I will, I will pay for at least one tank of gas for you. I'll pay. It for honestly another. might just be better I'll to fly. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah. So, w- what are y'all's thoughts on it? I mean, I, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a hell of fun Super Bowl if we're being honest. Like, nobody's looking forward to the matchup, but the matchup itself is pretty great. It's. It, I'm gonna show my bracket every like 15 minutes to everybody I ever meet, saying that I predicted it this year. So <laughs> that's all that matters. Oh, what about um? I mean, yeah, you went you went six and zero oh for the past uh, six yeah, playoff games, haven't fire. you? You what? Why yeah. Did you not, FanDuel, Sportsbook, whatever, any sportsbook, sponsor Tanner. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What about, um, I forget his name. I think his name's like Pete something, but he predicts the Super Bowl or he like puts the Super Bowl picks in before the year even starts. And he's correctly guessed the last three Super Bowl winners and the matchups and already nailed it this year with the two. And the he's wow. a time traveler. Yeah. Has he, to be. He, he before, before week one started, he picked chiefs over 49ers for the super bowl so we'll see what i mean that's my pick personally i i i just i went on the rant last week about the nfl being weird i can't see them letting the chiefs lose yeah yeah to be fair they they did a good job of tricking us this year because they posted the super bowl logo with the purple and red and everybody thought it was rigged for that 
and then that didn't happen. Then they re-released the blue and red one, so now we thought, okay, this is what it's going to be. I have a and then that didn't that work out either. Though. Do you know who What's is? Uh, do you know who's rooting for the Chiefs and uh, has a song called Lavender Haze? All right, simmer down, calm yourself. Taylor Swift. Calm yeah. yourself. <laughs> we're going. We're going. We're going too deep now. Yeah, we, we've true, dug. Too, we've dug too many holes. Yeah. I the, saw, the tin foils come out. I knew that. I meant to make my hat. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you need to make the hat yeah, right now. <laughs> Dang. But no, I, I, I think that my, I guess my keys to winning for Kansas City is they've got to score first. I think if you make it a pass first game for Brock Purdy against that Kansas City secondary and their, you know, their rush attack and everything else, I think that that's Kansas City's best chance is if they score first, I think they win. If they don't, it's going to be tough because they suck against the run. And lo and behold – yeah, lo and behold, the 49ers have a, you know, potential MVP, you know, running back. You know, that's hard to do is to be an MVP as a running back these days. And so, yeah, they're going to be in a world of hurt if uh, CMC gets going. Yeah. Tanner? I mean, yeah, I – I I've been on the like I've been on the just bet for the Chiefs because it's Patrick Mahomes and stick to it right, and I I I've been doing that. But at the very beginning of the playoffs, I picked Chiefs Niners Super Bowl and I picked the Niners to win. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's going to be so beautiful if that if that happens that I predicted that before it started. So I'm going to try to manifest it, and I'm going to pick the Niners this time around. Don't do that. So, so as, you, as your as your Dallas Cowboys friend, don't do that. So so you think it, Mr. Irrelevant is going to win a Super Bowl before Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson? No, I think Scott. Sam Darnold's going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Before Josh. Oh my God, the, that's crazy! The greatest ever quarterback of the United States. All right, we're, we're tweeting that if the Niners win. Congrats to Sam Darnold on beating. Yeah, Josh congrats Allen Sam Darnold. Congrats to Jeebus. Um, I, I I will say if if Brock Purdy is a Super Bowl winner at the at the end of not next week the week after, if he wins a Super Bowl, you have to change the Mister Irrelevant pick to the Purdy pick. Yeah, I just. NFL trademark it now. Send me some royalties. I'll take ten percent. And, and I'm I'm gonna go into why I'm actually gonna pick the 49ers, right? And it's not okay. just because I'm manifesting something, and it's not because I think Brock Purdy is capable of leading <laughs> a Super Bowl winning team. <laughs> the the Ravens could have beaten the Chiefs if they would have relied on their run game. Because the Chiefs have a terrible yeah. run defense. But they decided they wanted to air it out. For whatever reason, that is what they did. They were like, we're going to air it out. <laughs> I, the 49ers aren't going to do that. The 49ers are going to run all over Kansas City's defense. And I think we're going to get a Christian McCaffrey Super Bowl MVP because he's probably going to get like 150 yards on the ground. 150 and yards on the ground, probably 50 more receiving, two touchdowns. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a machine, and with be an how good that offensive line. line is, how good George Kittle is at blocking, and I think with how good that 49ers defense is, 
I don't think they're going to limit Mahomes. I think Mahomes is still going to go crazy, but I think they're going to do enough that they can keep control of the game clock and that they can win the time of possession battle. And if you win the time of possession battle against the Chiefs, you're probably going to win. It's the same thing with against Brady. The Super Bowls he lost, the times he lost, it's because they didn't have the time of possession. Yeah. It's because they didn't have the ball enough. Well, and I think there's only really one team that can control the time of possession against the Chiefs, and I think it's the 49ers. And it feels wrong because I, I'm I think if you have the best if you have the better quarterback and a good defense, that is always a winning formula, and that's the best one to go for. And Mahomes is ten times the quarterback than Purdy is. So I should pick the Chiefs. But I just don't like that run defense. And I think Christian McCaffrey is just such an insane weapon at the running back position that I think he can carry them. It's fair. Yeah, I, I, I really like that statement. I, I if if the Chiefs get the ball first and score first and if it's gonna can, be tough. Yeah, if they can stop mm-hmm. the Niners even once and go up by ten before they even get the ball back. It's going to be a completely different game than the 49ers are hoping for. But if they can get McCaffrey going, I, he could easily get 250 all-purpose yards. I could see McCaffrey getting 250 and Purdy getting 125. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly. I could see it too. Like, yeah. No, not even like just like putting Purdy down, but like – if. In- it could be a sneaky Debo Samuel game. Oh, like, I, I mean, I they agree. could, they, yeah, I mean, they could, have, they could run the shit out of him too. So maybe only Caffrey gets like a hundred and he gets like eighty. You know, <laughs> it could be something like that. Like, even if if I am the Niners and I go down by ten in the first quarter, I would still just run the crap out of the. I ball. stick to the game plan. Yeah, yeah thousand percent. Do not panic. And I, I, Shanahan is a great coach. And agreed. I, I hope he I, I would assume he wouldn't panic in a situation like that, but we're also not in his head. We've never been there. So like I don't know what he would do in that situation. Yeah, I don't think he would panic either, but I don't know. It's hard to say in the Super Bowl and it's especially hard to say when you're playing the greatest quarterback head coach combo yeah, right now. You're down you know? two possessions yeah. against one of the greatest teams but, in the NFL. But the forty ers had this monkey on their back with Shanahan that they couldn't come back from a lead and they've done in the last two weeks so they could do it i mean it could change and it's crazy at this point that shanahan doesn't have a super bowl you know i feel like shanahan's not gonna end his career without a super bowl and i don't think this is the 49ers last chance Mm -mm. but it kind of feels like it in a lot of ways and i feel like they want i feel like they're gonna want this one more than the chiefs and that doesn't really account for a whole lot but i think in this setting the Chiefs are already a dynasty, and oh, the yeah. 49ers have been so close pretty much our entire lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you guys see the stat they threw up before the 49ers game about their like playoff history and win-loss record? Like in the wild card, they're like at like an 800% win or like an 800 win percentage. In the divisional, I think they were like um, – 12 and 5 or something like that. Then in the championship game, they're 7 and 12. It's abysmal. Yeah. And then in the It's not abysmal, but it's bad. But it's like Yeah. It's like over 750, over 750, 250 or whatever. And then in the Super Bowl, they're 5 and 2. It's like how many Super Bowls could this 49ers team have if they won 
four of those 11 losses. I mean, it depends on how many of those uh, Super Bowls they play against Patrick Mahomes. I guess that's true. It is crazy that through the 80s and 90s, they won all five of their Super Bowl appearances, but they've lost both of them, both of theirs post-2000. Shout out to the yeah, I, 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 too. I, I do just want to say real quick, uh, you know, folks have been getting so swept up about the uh, NFC Championship bullshit or whatever. Uh, the Niners have a longer Super Bowl drought than the Dallas Cowboys. That is the only piece I had to say about that. I'm sorry. You yeah. know, I just had to. Um, I'm a sore loser. So we all here are. we are. Um, I have another question. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, are we going to see Travis Kelsey back next year? He's no. thirty. He's thirty-three. Uh, He'd have two Super Bowl rings. Is he done? Three. Three. You'd have three. three. Oh, three. 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 Is he done? And is he I think, the greatest I think tight end of all time? No. I, that's just, I, I think, think is he? I, that's just no. No, I I don't think he's the greatest tight end of all time because I think. I think there's three people you can easily argue about him. I think Gronk had more production, has the better, has more records, and has more longevity over Kelsey if he retires after a third Super Bowl wins. I like Gonzalez. And Gonzalez, I think, is most is the most solidified probably tight end goat. Right? Yeah. Gonzalez was insane, and I think Gates, mm-hmm. Gates is better than Kelsey too. I and wish the, we would have seen the, Gates on a different team other than uh, San Diego. And you guys I mean, same with Gonzalez. Tony. Yeah, same with Gonzalez. Because that's the thing that holds Gonzalez and Gates back is they never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, whereas Gronk's gonna Gronk has four, and then Kelsey will have three after this. Mm-hmm. But I think just I think Gates and Gonzalez were more dominant than Gronk and yeah. Kelsey are. They benefited. And it's weird because Gates played around the same. Time. It's also weird because Gates played around the same time as Gronk. But Gates was just what? Gates was something else, man. And what also, shout out Kent State, you know. Kent State. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How many times are we gonna? That, took... that has to be like the fifth time in like eight episodes that we've had on this show that y'all have brought up Kent State. Well, it's because we hey, have a lot of for a Mac school. We have some pretty fucking sweet athletes that came from yeah, that school. All right, we got Antonio Gates. We got Josh Cribbs. We got uh, Julian Edelman. We got James Harrison. Uh, Nick Saban. Uh, Jack Lambert. You also have Nick the Kent Saban. State gun girl, you know? <laughs> That's all different. Elite athletes. Elite athletes only. <laughs> oh, what's your hey, one I punt did, Hey, I didn't meet her. What's your, what was the one punt return you guys had for like a year that came out of Kent State really fast? Dre right Archer. Up. Yeah, Dre Archer. Archer. Dude, Dre Archer was sick. Yeah. Um, he was he was not good in the NFL, though. No, no, no. But so you guys think Travis Kelsey's done if they win a Super Bowl? If they lose, is he done? No, I, I think I think win or lose, I I don't know. I don't think that he's. Well, did I turn on my uh, headset mic? I did. I'm sorry. Sorry, I had a weird echo in my headphones. Um, I I I don't think that he retires. Regardless, I think that he's still got some years to play. Um, I do think that for him to be sustainable in this offense that they two things number one need to find a, a actual dog at wide receiver one oh, yeah. um since they have like nobody i mean what Kadarius tony is going to all of a sudden become god of football no um fine whatever um but number two i do think that they need to 
draft another tight end to help alleviate some of the load that Travis Kelsey has. Cause I think that he's still, you know, the thing about a lot of those big bodied tight ends like Travis Kelsey is the way that they play the game. They don't rely on speed. They don't rely on freak athleticism. They rely on being able to be a big target and leveraging their body in ways that defenders can't get to the ball, no matter how it's thrown And that. I mean, you can play until you're in your late thirties, as long as you don't get too many injuries or anything like that. So I think I, I think he'll stay, but I think for him to be most successful when he does stay is they need to have a backup tight end. (laughs) He can't be the number one, and they need to find a backup tight end that, you know, maybe on some of the run plays, take some of those blocks. I do like Noah Gray. Their backup tight end isn't horrible. He's pretty quick. He's pretty big. He's not going to be anywhere near Travis Kelsey. You can't draft two Travis Kelsey's in a row. Um, (laughs) but he he could be a good substitute to help alleviate some of the snaps that travis would have to keep his career going yeah because i i think that you know like this year he got what 934 yards or something like that Uh, he was like no he was like 15 away from a thousand so he was at like um something like that i'll look it up Um, yeah if you wouldn't mind because i mean yeah but i mean because he was like go ahead a catch and a half away from breaking that thousand yard. Oh yeah, you're right. It was it was nine eighty four, nine eighty four, not nine thirty four. Oh. But yeah, you know, I, I think you got there a lot quicker. Keeping, than I did. <laughs> keeping him between the eight hundred and nine hundred range mm-hmm. would probably be the best thing for him. And then let and, him and I think that that's something that's sustainable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's still a you know he is an end zone threat. You know, however you look at it, if you just like how I used to argue that with like Zeke Elliott, if you need two yards, Zeke's going to get you two yards. If you need five yards, you know, from a a receiver, Travis Kelsey is going to get you those five, you know, like that's that's just how they play. Yeah. And like he even on Sunday, he went 11 for 11 with what, like 165 and two touchdowns. Travis see, Kelsey I think that sounds about right. Oh, Sorry, yeah, I no, have his, to, stat, his stat line yeah. was insane here. I can. Um, yeah, but he, he went it. 11 for 116 and a touchdown. 116. Oh, 10.5 average. Okay. Good job. I got the receptions right. That's all I care about. Um, but any final words before we make our final official predictions? I know Tanner already kind of said his, but we'll go through again and say our final three. Um, I'm going to say Chiefs. If Chiefs score first, Chiefs win. So I'm going to, I'm just going to, it's literally a coin toss for that, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, I think if Chiefs score first, they win. I'm going to go Chiefs. Tanner? I'm going to stick with 40. um, Yeah, I'm going to stick with 49ers as, as much as it, as, as much as I've been on the Chiefs train this whole time and said that the Chiefs have the winning formula down. And as much as I think it's going to happen. I, I'm going to go with my pre-postseason prediction. I'm going to stick with the 49ers, and I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have an insane game. Danny? I, I think McCaffrey is going to have an insane game, but I think they're going to have to rel- rely on Purdy just a bit too much, and I think he'll throw a couple costly picks, and so I'm going to have to go uh, Chiefs over 49ers. Just because Mahomes and Kelsey in the biggest stage, it's just going to be too hard. Fair enough. I, you know, as as much as I don't want the 49ers to win, 
if they do, that would be so epic for Tanner. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I hope the Niners win. I just can't pick them. Exactly. But same. For, like I, yeah. for Tanner, if, no. if Tanner can, if I go finish, seven and zero, oh, it's done. crazy. Shut down the crazy. pod. Yeah, All fifty listeners, shut out the window. Don't shut it down. Bring them in. Bring the sports books yeah, in. Bring them in. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we will hop to our second commercial break here and we'll be right back with some elf news and making fun of the Pro Bowl. And, and we'll Danny and Tanner. Jordan, yeah, Danny and Jordan are going to hold it down as I got to get to work at 9 p.m. on a Monday, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. So it, we, we do want to say real quick, though, that we appreciate what Tanner does. Tanner is a social worker, so he is truly like, you know, all jokes aside, actually doing the Lord's work, whatever, whatever you want to call it. He's doing good stuff. So he's helping um, our youth. We, we, we appreciate you greatly, Tanner, for what you do. And I'm also a god at predicting football games. That is so. true. <laughs> those, those and very humble. Word of who to pick up. Right, bye, guys. We'll be back. Bye. <laughs> Fires can cause extensive damage, ruining your home, business, or property, costing you thousands, if not millions of dollars worth in damages. Fires can also have a more fatal effect on yourself and those you love. All this to say, you need to be prepared in the event of a fire. Western States Fire Protection is an all-in-one life safety service provider with coverage across the entire country west of the Mississippi. They can install new fire protection systems, alarms, inspect current systems, monitor them, and provide 24-hour repair in case of an emergency. Don't wait until your business or property burn to the ground. Be proactive and save yourself time, money, and even your life by making sure that you have an updated fire protection system. Visit www.wsfp.com, that's WSFP, the acronym for Western States Fire Protection, .com, and request a quote today, and let them know that Jordan Pryor and Danny Weber at the Fourth Down Fiasco sent you. Western States Fire Protection, protecting lives and property since 1985. Are you looking for a podcast to advertise your business? Well, you're in luck. Here at the Fourth Down Fiasco, we're looking for show sponsors. Whether you want to be a platinum sponsor and be mentioned at the beginning and end of every episode, or you just want a simple 30 or 60 second ad, we got you covered. If you're interested in having a spot on our show, you can reach us at fourthdownfiasco at gmail.com. That's fourthdownfiasco at gmail.com. We are excited to hear from you and even more excited to have you on the show. Join the Fiasco family now. And welcome back to the fourth down fiasco. Uh, again, as y'all heard in the second segment, uh, Tanner had to leave. Uh, he had an emergency with work. He is a social worker. So, you know, when duty calls, he has to go. And we greatly appreciate what he does for uh, for the community. Um, but we are going to uh, dive into some elf news uh, as well as talk about the Pro Bowl a little bit. So um, I do want to start off just by announcing that uh, I have picked my ELF team and uh, the poll came in. We had a whopping, I believe, 19 votes, if I remember hey, correctly. More than I Woohoo. Hey, yeehaw, motherfucker. Yeehaw. Uh, we, we had to get at least one F-bomb in on this show. That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so my, uh, my team is going to be Raiders Tyrol. Not the Tyrol Raiders, Raiders Tyrol. Um, uh, out in uh, Austria in the Alps. Uh, uh, area of Austria, and I'm I'm excited for it just because I looked up pictures of Innsbruck, which is where the stadium is, and it looks like Colorado on steroids. It looks gorgeous. Yes, you're, I. You're just you're in a bowl. Of you're just in a bowl. Yeah, a bowl of yeah. beautiful mountains. 
Oh, it's beautiful. yeah. I need that. I saw their stadium and I was like, yep, I got to go catch a game. I don't know how ELF feel free to sponsor us. We so, can talk more about it later. So but... what I'm hearing is uh, we have the battle of Austria on our hands. Ooh, we do have the battle of Austria. What is the battle of Austria? Danny? Week, two. week two. Oh, so what is that? The first week of June? Uh, May, yeah. First week of June. Cool. It's a Thursday game, isn't it? I think it is a Thursday game. It's 8 a.m. our time. So we're going to be skipping. So what I'm hearing is you and I are going to take off of work. We will be be working remote Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) No, screw that, dude. I'm I'm taking Thursday off. I am coming to your place and bringing beer. That's right. 8 a.m. football, baby. 8 a.m. football and beer, baby. Woohoo. But I will uh, say your court, your team does not have a quarterback yet. So yeah, I saw that. That's unfortunate. Uh, your team surrounding is fine already, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, we 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 went eight and four last season, and you know, made playoffs. So I mean, it, it'll be fine. Um, I'm just glad that I'm cheering for them and not the Barcelona Dragons. Once I realized that the Barcelona Dragons went two and ten last year, I was like, ooh, <laughs> don't want to cheer for them. That doesn't sound like a good time. Ooh, they also do not have a quarterback yet. <laughs> And, and neither does my third yep. tro- choice, the Madrid Bravos, which that I understand because they're a new team. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all three of your choices did not have a quarterback. I think you overlooked that one, but that's okay. You it happens. Black and silver, baby. Um, hey, I'm going to get a hoodie. I'm going to get they a got hoodie. Nice that's true. They have they, nice they, hoodies. They do have a nice hoodie. They do have a nice apparel. Yeah, they got nice merch. I like yeah. it. But I, I will be waiting for my apparel because I didn't know this. I don't know when they first announced it, but they brought it back up yesterday. On Friday, the Vienna Vikings are releasing a new logo. Whole reason. <gasps> yeah, I know. Thanks for the gasp. It was great. Yeah, you're welcome. But, I, that, you, yeah. We don't have a soundboard, so I thought I'd give you something there. What? <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, the Viking, the Vienna is getting a new logo rebranding. They're going to keep the Vikings, people keep the purple and gold. But I'm I'm excited to see their new logo. I wish they'd throw out some teasers, you know. But they're just like straight countdown, just four on the post. That's it. But hey, you know what? That's fine because the Vienna Vikings follow us on Twitter. That's true. And Shout out. it makes me smile every time I see them reply to us. <laughs> It's always a funny gift too. Like their social media. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Their their social media person. S tier top tier. S tier gift responder. They got the memes. We love the memes. memes. Um, But yeah, Uh, I'll be waiting until hopefully they get like maybe they'll rebrand their jersey a little bit. I'm waiting for that, and I'm waiting for the twenty four the twenty twenty four jerseys to drop because right now online it's all Mm -hmm. only the twenty twenty three. So yeah, need a pester the elf to figure out more information about when they're dropping. Pester the elf. Yep. Yeah, got to make sure Will Ferrell knows we're pestering him. And Speaking other, of things that need to be rebranded oh, or are in the process of being rebranded, what were you going to say? Can I bring up one more elf thing? Oh, yeah. No. Um, Dang, you just killed. I had a I had a bomb ass segue. Yeah. Y'all see that? I'm out here. Top tier podcasting. And I'm ruined. But I'll it. let you go. But I'm, I'll let I'm, you go. I'm kind of hoping to manifest where it's in the works already. But. For everyone, including us, who are a little confused on the whole rules of the Elf, like how their rosters work. Yes, the games are played like the NFL. However, their roster controls, because you can only have like four Americans or something like that. 
we are talking to someone who will be our first, maybe not the first, but will be a guest star who knows a lot more about the elf than we do in an upcoming episode before the season starts. So hopefully, I actually just just so we can give him his credit, I'm going on yeah. to, to it, Twitter. Well, um, I, just so everybody knows, his name is Euroball uh, Ch- Euroball Chow. His name is Alex Malchow, um, and he <laughs> he is a self proclaimed European Adam Schefter. And if we can get so, the European Adam Schefter on our side, that is great, dude. Yeah. We're rocking with Alex because Alex is rocking with us. Yep. So if you want Alex to be on the pod, go like his tweets or something. I don't know. Yeah, g- him give him a follow. Us. Yeah, yeah. Show him some. Love. Yeah, we'll we'll have a before the first week kickoff. We're definitely going to have him on the pod because yeah, yeah, there are definitely some rules that need to be broken down to us. There's also a long-standing history uh, with some of these teams that. It would be nice to be able to get some insight on because he's got a really deep understanding of the league, its yeah. history, and everything else. Because before I became a Raiders Tyrol fan, I had no idea that we had major beef with the Vienna Vikings. So I am – I know that me and Danny, just for the sake of being friends and coworkers, were just like, oh, battle Austria. But like, no, truly, they take that shit seriously over yeah. there. <laughs> so it will be, uh, um, and- Oh, it'll be a lot. Yeah, and about other guests, I didn't even tell you this during. I didn't even tell you I was bringing this up. But we will be having, after the Super Bowl, we'll be inviting other guests on to talk about their specific teams mm-hmm. and dissecting how their interpretation of dissecting their team's past season and what they want them to do in free agency and the draft and how they feel they're going to play next year. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a really good way for the NFL community to, you know, come in, have a sit down discussion with us. Um, I think that'll be a really good way because, you know, the the hard thing about this podcast is unlike other football podcasts, we cover all football, obviously, you know, not and not just NFL, obviously, UFL, ELF. You know, we are just we're just football people. And this will give an opportunity to a lot of uh, unspoken uh, NFL voices and, and fan bases to be able to voice their opinions, let you know how they felt like things went good or bad um, and kind of project what the future looks like. So I think it'll be a really cool way for us to kind of like, you know, build some community here and, yeah, you know, and, and if you want however that one of the guests message us on one of our social medias with your team. And if we don't have that team yet, you might be able to be on a podcast because I did. It'd be great. I gathered all the data. We're over 200 views or listens on both platforms right now in only seven episodes. So Ooh. I feel like from starting from nothing Ooh. late in the season, that's pretty solid. And this this past episode between uh, Apple Pods and Spotify, we hit 50 listens. <laughs> So thank you everyone so, for that, honestly. Yes, thank you. It sounds like the expert analysis is experting really well. Too bad our expert left. <laughs> Tanner. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, hey, good news is we're talking about the Pro Bowl next, yeah. and you don't need to be an expert to talk that shit about the Pro Bowl. That is why we're still so. here, because it's the Pro Bowl time, baby. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So uh, Pro Bowl is this upcoming Sunday. It's it's, it's the Pro joke. Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, it's football, some stupid games. Yeah, the the hard part is, and and this is something that, I mean, I feel like a lot of 
different um, of the major four sports, at least, struggle with this. And I understand it's it's the Pro Bowl. You you don't want to you know if you're let's say a wide receiver. We'll, I'll pick a random one here. You're you're CD Lamb. You don't want to tear something in the Pro Bowl and then miss, you know, half the next season. And the same thing happens when you look at like the NBA All Star game. Like people just don't play hard. And it's, it's just like a whatever deal. And, you know, I think the NFL gets really up in arms because people don't want to watch it. It's like because it's not an exciting product. Yeah, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. And, I just don't know how you get those guys to play hard when they already make so much money. It's not like you could be like, well, hey, you know, the winning team, every player gets 500K. Like that works in the in the instance of like the NBA in-season tournament where you've got a lot of dudes who are yeah. on rookie contracts and all this other stuff that are like, yo, half a mil would, yeah. would be big. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like – these are this is the cream of the crop the creme de la creme like these guys make so much money that okay 500k whatever (laughs) you know um but yeah like back what is it early 2000s when you would have people hitting each other like it's just a different Mm -hmm. generation of football like they now are early previously like when when we were a lot younger that generation of football they wanted to play football that's all they yeah. wanted to do. Nowadays, they're like, oh, they wanted to, I, they wanted to assert dominance yeah. over people. They, they, they were trying to be the alpha male, but now it's like, oh well, I don't want to play this year because I might get hurt and lose out on two hundred million dollars. It's like, yeah, yes, two hundred million dollars is a lot of money, more than anyone, most people will, will ever see in their more life. More than we will ever get yeah. on this pod. <laughs> but like, their rookie contracts are still worth. 50 25 million dollars like sorry that's my alarm ignore hello? it hello hi that was my alarm thank you for calling into our podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's a, it's a different generation and it's they they're you like you said they're playing not to get hurt and yeah i don't know what and i mean i i get it to make it a better yeah showcase yeah that's that's what makes it such a conundrum is like i don't fault them for not wanting to do it because at the end of the day like yeah 200 million dollars a lot of money you know and if if i'm a quarterback and i you know if i'm brock purdy let's say like if brock purdy were in this instead of the super bowl you know and i'm looking at i'm like dog i'm on a rookie contract deal and i was the last pick in the draft i want to get paid i'm not going to ruin my chances of that and so i mean i i don't hate the fact that they switched it to a flag football thing because everyone for the longest time joked around and said you might as well play flag football and so here we are and they did um and then jay ramsey still laid out tyreek hill yeah oh that was incredible but that was incredible alongside the uh flag football game they do have a bunch of skills challenges I don't know why yes. one is on Thursday and then one is on like Sunday or whatever it is. Um, but they do. Yeah, have they should all be back to back. Yeah, they do have precision passing where they each pick three quarterbacks from each conference. Total score wins. Um, that should be pretty exciting. I feel like there's a lot of pretty mm-hmm. accurate quarterbacks. Um, then they have the best catch, which I. What is it? Best will feature one player from each conference. I there's more than enough wide receivers throw in more than one like 
Yeah, you you could have like three from each, like and get them, some and get some serious crazy fun stuff compete. in there. Like they're just gonna be standing there watching anyways. Let them go do a flip or something. They're diving into like a foam pit. Um, yeah. Then they're making football players play golf. Why I don't know. I don't know why this was even a thing. Yeah, I thought closest to the pin was kind of dumb. Yeah, like it's it's like, um, what's the Saints defensive lineman Jordan? I forget his first name. Um, I don't know. Jordan from the Saints, he golfed last year. He could barely hit the ball like 15 yards. It's like they're not golfers. Yeah. Um, then you go to high stakes. Each player uh, will attempt to catch punts from a jug machine, and every time they catch it, they have to keep the ball in their hands. Most person like The person with the most balls before they drop them wins. Which that's kind of – honestly, that's kind of exciting. Like once you get up to like four balls, like – it's funny to see where they place them to be able to give them a chance to catch it. Like some will just like put them in their legs or like up in their armpits or. Um, the dodgeball one's fun. Yeah. That, but it, again, that's not like a, the, the problem is, is the NFL is trying to make money from the pro bowl and like the dodgeball event. That's more of like a, Hey, we're taking the family out on a Saturday to go to the all-star dodgeball event mm-hmm. to raise a little bit of money for charity. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not a, that's not a, a headlining ESPN type of thing. We're going to see Nick Bosa throw a dodgeball at Miles Garrett. It's like, yeah. cool. I mean, if Nick Bosa throws that ball, I wouldn't be surprised if it, you know, magically said the N-word with the hard R as it passed through. Sorry, that was my outside voice. <laughs> We're going to move on from that. There's kick, tack, toe. That will be fun. I'm going to ignore what I, I'm said. most looking forward to kick, tack, toe. I think that that'll be cool. I, um, letting I'm, letting the kickers battle it out. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is the new one for this year. I will say kick, tack, toe seems pretty fun. Do they, is it all, like, do they have to slowly back up? Like, do they start at, like, a 20, like, a extra point? Then do they go to, like, a 30-yard, 40-yard, 50-yard? It doesn't say. No, it just says that they have to, basically, there's, like, a, a type of kick per each square, and they have to complete that. And once they get three in a row, however, they complete that square. It says three in a row or five squares total will earn oh. three points. And then Fair the enough. new one for this year which will represent the most forgotten position in football. Ah. The long snapper. It's basically the precision <laughs> passer, but for long snappers. They're just going to be snapping at points basically, just snapping at targets. Which how thrilling. Yep. That's my words. Invigorating. Honestly, <laughs> Again, I know players wouldn't sign up for this. Actually, there might be a couple, but I would love it if they, you know, one of the bigger events, they said, all right, we're going to run Oklahoma drills. That'd be great. AFC versus NFC. Dog, I would tune in for that. Well, they do that. What is the one where it's like the relay race where they do have, it's not an Oklahoma drill, but they have them run through walls, like the the foam walls. It's, they're running into stuff, but not into each other. Nah, I, I, you know, you want, I would love, yes, yes, I want a Fred Warner versus Derek Henry type of Oklahoma drill. I want it to hurt when, but again, these guys don't want to get hurt, and what I understand. You could do, so lower injury, that tire pull, tug a tug a tire, or whatever. Like you set a tire on the ground, you pull it to one side or the other. That's that. 
it's not bad have a high injury rate and that's still showing strength. actually actually a fun event that they could do is uh pitting offensive and defensive linemen against each other and basically doing the drill where the defensive lineman's trying to get to um the tackle dummy or whatever um that could be fun yeah that could be a lot of fun so nfl if you need help with your pro bowl let us know (laughs) yeah let us know here at the fourth down fiasco Well, I think that that pretty much wraps up our time. Uh, we appreciate everyone who listens. Shout out to the 50 people who listened to this past episode. That is we appreciate you. exciting. Yeah. Oh, we so appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, it, it encourages us to continue moving forward with this um, as well as, you know, I think that once we hit the ELF season two, I think that we're going to get a very niche following from that. And I think that next season, whenever we start actually at the beginning of the season and not, you know, two thirds of the way Week through the season is not a good time to start a football podcast. Who would have guessed? Um, I think that we'll be better off. But yeah, the fact that people are actually listening to us now and I've had friends like message me and be like, hey, this is what I listen to on my drive to work and stuff like that. So we appreciate all y'all. This has been. Yep. uh, My friend texted me yesterday. He's like, how'd you guys not pick Uncle Rico? (laughs) He's like, he could throw him over a mountain or throw the ball over the mountain. I was like, well, he just wasn't in our top three, apparently. Yeah, he just yeah, he I got totally snubbed. About Uncle Rico. Yeah, me too. He did get snubbed. He did get snubbed. snubbed. I honestly, uh, I would have taken Uncle Rico to completed my team of misfits. Shoot, yeah, I probably would have taken Uncle Rico over Joe Kingman. Now that I think about it, but but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. This has been the Fourth Down Fiasco with uh, Danny Weber, Tanner Vinsky, who had to leave for the third segment, and myself, Jordan Pryor. We will see y'all next week, and we will prepare for the Super Bowl matchup that none of us were hoping for. (laughs) Have a great day. Bye, everyone. See ya. Peace. Well, I like school, and I like football, and I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good.